This is where you come to hear tales of loss, redemption, salvation, perspectives, epiphanies, and self-evolution. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the glory in our stories. Thank you for tuning in for the latest episode of the Glory in Our Stories Freshman Edition. On this episode, we'll be speaking with Mr. Dwayne Thompson. Check it out. Well, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to another episode of TGOS Freshman Edition uh, today. Today, actually, this will be the last episode during this series. Uh, again, I wanted to take opportunity to shed light on uh, what was probably one of the most pivotal um, transitions in my life and now that current students uh, will be going back to school they're probably already taking summer classes I think it'd be pretty pretty dope to hear from other people's experiences um, on the phone today I have Mr. Dwayne Thompson um, I did a call out for um, current or past college students who didn't mind sharing their experiences and my fiance actually um, informed me of this gentleman and um you're actually the first male that actually responded to this so um i'm i'm interested to hear your perspective not to say that it was anything more or anything less i just find it ironic that you're the first and the last (laughs) uh in reference to the series Uh, but i do want to thank you Dwayne, for your time and thank you for reaching out Um, I guess I go ahead and start like I always ask. Uh, where are you originally from? I am originally born uh, in Queens, New York. Nice. Nice. And that's where you grew up? No. So when I was about, I lived there from probably when I was born to about when I was eight years old, and then we moved to Augusta, Georgia. So that's usually where my prime That's a great move. A huge difference, cultural difference as well. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yes. Do you miss the cold? Cold weather? Um, no, I live in Colorado Springs now, so like I'm getting a lot of that. But, you know, when I made that transition from New York to Georgia, uh, you know, in New York City life, like everything is like walking distance. You can like catch some train and go to like Manhattan or like the mall or the bus and stuff like that. When we moved to Georgia, um, everything was still spread out. <laughs> you needed a car to go everywhere. So that kind of was just an interesting um, transition for my family. And then like, one, being from up north, we had, we had well, I had an accident. Now I don't anymore. You know, <laughs> here now, people talk in the south and then here people talk in the north. It was just like a very cool experience because I'm all for culture um but it was definitely an interesting transition yeah I'm 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 like I'm sort of over uh the south right now I've I've been (laughs) (laughs) been here my whole life man and it's it just be nice for a change I'm not downing uh the south experience I mean it's the south made me um but it's it's nice to be exposed to to other environments you know 
I think one of those. Well, there's room in Colorado Springs if you want to come move here. <laughs> you know what, man? I'm, uh, <laughs> I was talking to Adrian because the way our lives are setting up, um, mm-hmm. moving may be an option. Um, but as far as where particularly, uh, yeah. there's nothing like there's nothing set in stone. I mean, I said we we probably go as far west as California. Um, far south is Texas, far north is Virginia. Who knows? And you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, never... I'm excited. <laughs> never know. Never know. Um, so, what was your? Um, so, I guess your schooling experience prior to college. How was that? Like, what kind of student were you? Were you the, the type of, like me? I was a class clown, but that was for <laughs> other reasons. And so you mean like in high school, right? Well, yeah, high school. How was that for you? Yeah. I was very shy, very quiet. I'm not anymore, but you know, <laughs> very quiet, very reserved um, in high school. Sadly to say, I did not take my um, education seriously then. Yeah. Because um, honestly, I didn't know what. I didn't even know if I wanted to go to college. I didn't know what I wanted to do. So, like, my grades were very mediocre. You know, I was in jazz band because I am a pianist, the keyboard player. So, um, that was pretty. I think I was the same way um, after because during middle school I was clowning like terribly and then my, <laughs> <laughs> my mom got on to me and I realized I, said, I had to stop so when I got to high school I didn't have I didn't have a um, I didn't have any leverage I didn't have anything to uh, I didn't have what I guess a gimmick I didn't have anything to uh, to bring to the table, so I became an extreme introvert, like I was telling my last interviewee. And for me, high school was a blur because I didn't, for a while, I didn't take my education seriously either. Um, I was just so heavily saturated in doing like drawing and writing and just doing enough to get by. So how was your uh, circle of friends during high school? Did you did you have a, like a lot of friends, or did you like keep to I yourself? Have, I wouldn't say I had a lot of friends. I really like so since I was so reserved, I only like talked to like a handful of people. Yeah. Um. So just I had like some of my friends that I talked to myself to talk to today. Some of them like don't. Um. But yeah, I had a like probably probably like. Maybe the ones that I talk to regularly was probably like about five or ten um, in high school years. And it's like, you know, just the, the art of being shy and not even talking to people. But I honestly think, like, you know, my 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 ambitions were different. And like, what I was seeing how I saw high school and I saw life was different. Um, and, yeah, so, like, yeah, that was, that was me. <laughs> And what made you, um, so how many schools did you apply to? Uh, was, um, Augusta your, um... So, um, I'm trying to, I, I think I applied to, uh, two schools. I know it's a cold ball that reached out to me, um, and then 
I believe in either, I guess university was one. Um, and ultimately, like my first freshman year, I went to East Georgia State because at that time, like that time, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Yeah. If I even wanted to, I, I was so afraid of going to college because you know the horror stories. Like you got to write so many papers and you want to do this, <laughs> you want to do that. <laughs> you know, yeah. I really feel that you know, fear of, like, what am I going to do? So I applied to East Georgia State College, which was kind of that branch of Augusta University. Yeah. Um, and I went there at first, and then I transferred over to Augusta University. And how was your, uh, how was your first year? Man. <laughs> <laughs> so, so my first year, like I said, I was very fearful of going to college. So, like, my first day, I was like, man, like, is this even real right now? Like, how many cases I'm going to write the first week? And <laughs> at that time, I just thought I was, like, a super writer. Um, and, um, but it, I would say it was very, like, challenging, but also it was very fun because um, I, that's where I learned. Like, I loved her, like, I don't love to write, but I wasn't bad at it, you know? Yeah. Um, getting my thoughts on on paper was a struggle for me, especially in high school, but they kind of grounded me in how to structure writing and different kind of styles of writing. And, um, and I hate math, so I had to take algebra and all of this stuff. <laughs> and um, going, like, having, like, 80 problems a week was just horrible. But um, I had to, like, it kind of grew my ambition to do better because I knew when I entered college that I wanted, you know, but I didn't want to get mediocre grades. I wanted to take it seriously, and I did, and I excelled when I freshman That's what's up. I wish um, I wish I could say the same. I was... <laughs> Man, that I, that that year, it's that year as well was a blur. I man, I dropped a lot of classes. Um, I did. It's a funny thing, I didn't party, but or I didn't do anything. I was very, yeah. in comparison to other people, I was very antisocial. But I was, I guess I was, I was having to remind myself that you know if I'm gonna have to break out of that my shell, eventually, yeah. because it was totally up to me. Every decision that I made had to make was totally up to me. Um, yeah. And speaking of math, man, yeah, that math is not my <laughs> favorite subject. I hate it. Yeah. I hate it. I hate it. Um, it it wasn't attractive to me. It wasn't at all. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! I think you know what that. I think in my first year, I kind of like. Went through change of majors like two or three times. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. um, in high school, I kind of like fell in love with like the criminal justice law um, mm -hmm. type field. Um, but I also liked people and loved to say people, and I took a sociology class and I fell in love with it. And um, I was when I went in, I was like a psychology major. And I was like, I'm going to do psychology, and I took psych 101, and I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> 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 I can't do this. And then I was like, maybe I can be a business major. And then, like, I had a math class on top of that. And I was like, I cannot do this. <laughs> and then words and numbers in my book does not fit. And then, you know, I 
So what got you into, is it criminal justice? Yeah. What got you into that? So I, I don't know. Like, I took a, like a, a business law class in high school, and um, that kind of sparked my interest of like, wow, this is actually pretty cool. Um, and I, it really didn't, didn't click until my junior year of, wow, like I really want to help the justice-involved population. Um, when you think about it, like, you know, everyone walks around with labels and they're stigmatized. And when you think of the justice-involved population, we, we automatically stigmatize them and look down on them. And, you know, I ultimately want to help these people, help them reintegrate back into society after, you know, being incarcerated for long periods of time to understand what they went through and what they go through um, as they're in incarceration and out of incarceration. And um, and that kind of just grew and grew as I studied more and more classes in college and, um, doing, and that kind of ties into what I do now. Thank you all so far for listening to the latest podcast episode of The Glory in Our Stories. If you're interested in listening to prior and future episodes, check them out on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I hope you enjoy the conversations and find healing and inspiration. If you have a story to share and would like to utilize a platform, contact me on Facebook or Instagram at Mr. Jumptastic. That's at M-R-J-U-M-P-T-A-S-T-I-C. Now that we've taken a break, let's get back to the episode. I was just thinking about, um, and I don't want to, I don't want to give them the wrong label. Oh man, um, oh, what's his name? What's the name? Like you know, Corey Wise. I know that, and the, the other, the other four um, gentlemen involved in that, um, in the case um, back in the. Um, I think it's back in the 80s. Well, 89, 1990, I think. About the the, the young female jogger um, that was, you know, raped and um, left for dead, basically. And how they were wrongfully accused. And how that, just thinking, hearing about what you were saying, about how they had to integrate back into society. And they were labeled as rapists and uh, abusers and they didn't even do it and they didn't have the evidence to prove it but like you said fighting for those who really don't really have a voice and even if they do mm-hmm. nobody wants to hear it absolutely you know it goes deeper beyond like law and, and, and criminal defense you know when we think about reading a grace and think about you know people that have been living in a uh, in a box for say five to twenty years yeah. coming back into the real world where they have to actually get a debit card and order from a drive through window and everything's touch screen and and it's, the world is 
totally different from what they remember it as. And um, having that social services and those life skills of like, you know, this is how you do this and this is what this means, because that can be very overwhelming. Yeah. For someone, you know, who has been incarcerated for 20 years. Um, and now you have to schedule all your appointments. And now you have to get there where, you know, being um, incarcerated, everything's right there. So um, that kind of, that was where my heart grew for this population. And, and and in college, like, I was just a college kid. I didn't, I didn't know the real world. It was like what I was studying was just like, oh, this is very fascinating. But now that I'm out into um, the real world doing that, I see everything that I studied um, just right before my eyes. And I work with a justice-involved population um, here in Colorado Springs. And it's just, it's so rewarding. It's very rewarding. So during um like during your college experience while you're studying, um, it seems obviously your your brain is evolving as you um, consume uh, more information and, and it intrigues you more. How is the college experience helping you evolve as an individual? How did that happen? Oh man, you taught me some a lot of critical skills like time management oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> and prioritizing. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> Things that, like, college kids, because people come into college because, you know, like, some may come because it's a lot of parties and not really take their studies seriously. But when you start to understand those attributes of, like, deadlines and all of that, because mm-hmm. that is when the chance into the real world, into your career. And it really just sets you up for success if you choose to, you know, take it seriously. Yeah. And I made up in my mind early in my college years that I wasn't going to take this seriously. So I was doing papers like a week week early, days early before it was due, you know, because I didn't want it to be late or I didn't want it, you know, like to just slide in my, you know, ambition. So it really evolved me as a person from freshman to senior year, uh, professionally and personally, um, knowing, you know, prioritizing and, and time management was one big thing. Because in college, um, from sophomore to sophomore to senior year, I when I interned at a law firm, um, and eventually I got hired on. And there, I had to take put my skills to the test yeah. <laughs> in time management, prioritizing, and um, making sure you're making deadlines and making sure everything is you know done correctly and done. Um, proficiently and um that really taught me a lot <laughs> and wow. i'm so grateful for that uh that experience and, and the studies and knowledge and just it, like knowledge as you grow and you start to learn more you start to understand more and see the world differently based on many different lenses um it can be through a sociological um lens it can be through an economical lens whatever the case may be um but as you're starting to gain that knowledge of things that you didn't know um you can start to understand of how systems work and how people work and how different you know things come together based on you know the, the principle of the matter or anything like that so that was very 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 important my college experience that I got. It's funny listening to other people's experiences when it comes to colleges because 
it, it, there's some things that, that, that are different. There's some things that overlapped. But one thing I do um, totally agree on is that once you get to college, you get an opportunity to dissect that which means the most to you. You know, your first few years, you're taking your prerequisites and then you dive into your core classes where where you get into the heart of your major. And I realized that uh, in the midst of that, I end up learning things I never consider, uh, primarily considering the fact that not everybody's uh, viewpoints are the same as mine, especially your professors. There are some professors that are there uh, to, to make you aware of alternative ways of thinking. They're not trying to change your perspective, just trying to make you considerate and aware. And then at that point, as you know, high school or pre-high school students were reminded, it's not all about us. Yo, but continue to listen to the Glory in Our Stories with Dwayne Thompson. And it's funny you said that because I was talking to a formal uh, teacher, well, professor, um, you know, college professor. And I was because we haven't spoken in a while. And I saw her and I said I wanted to tell her a funny story about how she almost made me cry because I was supposed to turn in an assignment. And she specifically told us if you do not turn it in, I do not accept late papers. That means that if you yeah. do not turn it in on this day, that is a zero. So okay. I sent her an email saying, um, did you get my email? And she said, yes. Did you get mine? And I said, no, ma'am. What did it say? Um, I think she said, uh, well, she said, I don't accept late papers. And I'm looking at her. And that was like the end of it. Like, <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> and I was like. Um, and she was like, is that all? And I was like, yes, it is. It's like, okay, well, I'll see you in class. And she, <laughs> well, she walked. Oh. <laughs> and, oh, it would hurt me so much. Cause I was like, this is a, this is not, this is not something I can make up. This is a zero. Yeah. <laughs> I can't bring, I can't bring that up. Like this is zero. That's it. And going back to what you said, um, time management and taking accountability and being responsible, yeah, college college would do that to you. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. That would do that to you. Um, so what would you say are some if you had a list, like the pros and cons that you consider about going to college? So pros everything I talked about. One just uh the time management skills and also like the professors. Professors are not there to fail you, honestly. The one they're actually there to better you, better you. And like we, we have students. I remember, you know, like even if I got a bad grade or like you know if I didn't great get the grade I wanted, I always thought you know they were out to get me, you know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but it was not. But when you look at that, it, um, the pro of that is like, hey, these are professionals in there, you know, has expert knowledge in their field of study and they want to grow you, like that is amazing. Like to get hands on um experience and kinda of go to university, you know, like those classes are about twenty to thirty people. So you you're able to have that one on one with a professor if you have a question, mm-hmm. um, anything like that. And also what I loved about that college experience which is diversity. Yes, uh, yes. Um on campus. And, and seeing people from many different culture, cultures and just, you know, backgrounds and, you know, working with them and studying with them was like, wow, this is actually pretty cool and how, how they think and how they, you know, work. And that was really just a 
being a sociology, a sociology major, kind of like, I was like, wow, like this is human interaction. I, I love studying it, also like living it um, on campus. So that was definitely a pro for me. Cons, um, I lived off campus, <laughs> um, but since I was working um, and, and interning, I really didn't get involved much on campus as I wanted to because of my work schedule and because of um, like my class and work schedule so yeah. I couldn't really like invest into that in my college experience like socially um, like I wanted to and, and like you know represent I guess university like I wanted to and you know go to clubs and, and do things that I was interested in because of my work schedule so that was probably like my only con of my college experience I realize that's that's a common um, um, unfortunate aspect of college is when we are unable to get involved with the actual festivities of school, not just uh, the fun things, but like, you know, the the political movements and, um, uh, you know, ideas, decisions made on the student on behalf of the student body or just, you know, just representing um, your university and that's I would I would agree that's one thing I wish that I I had did when I was mm-hmm. when I was there um, and if, absolutely and if I had the opportunity I would encourage students please enjoy your experience but please get involved because not only is it an enriching experience for you but for the people around you because like you said the, the sense of diversity and having an opportunity to share um, an aspect of living that no one else probably could and you've been able to int- intake what they experience and it broadens your perspective yeah yeah absolutely absolutely I also lived off so, well you, well I guess because AU didn't have you know nearby dorms they did have um, housing like like mm-hmm. down the street but I remember um, University Village was primarily the dorm yeah. room facility and and another thing about college is um when you work and you go to school that's that's pretty it's pretty it can be it can be challenging it can be yeah. very challenging like you said <laughs> and uh, yes. cuz you're simultaneously learning how to be a student and learning how to be an an employee an employer or yes. an, or employee in the real yes. life and you have to juggle the two so to speak Absolutely, completely agree. Two different fields. Yeah. But you know, you know. Thankfully, I had I was working in my field of profession, so what I was learning in my classes, I could relate to um, my work experience and what I was learning at work. I could, you know, relate to my uh, educational experience. So that that was really sweet. And that's and I never wow I never really thought about it because when I was going to school, I was going to school for creative writing. But I worked in retail, and mm-hmm. I was a um, what is it sales floor representative. So mm-hmm. I didn't really do much pertaining to that, which what I was studying. Yeah. Um, what I did learn, fortunately, is that, like you mentioned, learning about people and how and how they interact with you and how you interact with them, that was a skill that I didn't have before 
So as as difficult as that situation was, I wouldn't take it back for anything because uh, you or anybody probably could test to this. Working in retail will teach you a lot, especially anything yeah. with anything where you're giving service. <laughs> it, it it teaches you a lot. Yeah. And um, yes, it does. And I think that's pretty dope that you're you were pursuing this this field. Um, and that's do you are there considering uh, based off what you've studied and what you've experienced? Are, are there a lot of um, uh, for lack of better terms, uh, like black men or black individuals in the criminal just in the criminal justice system, or does it is there a difference? Um, I it's hard to get a definite answer because it's, it's different of everywhere you go. Yeah. In the population of everywhere you go. Um, here in Colorado Springs, I don't see a lot of black men working in the criminal justice system that, that I know of. Yeah. Um, but, um, it could be different in the South. It could be different up North or, you know, in the, like in California. So it's hard to get that definite, Answer. And if you look at the criminal justice, you know, of like the incarceration, you know, population, and you can look at, you know, African American and that. But I'm I'm not sure of the numbers in actual like the field. Yeah, working in the field. So working in this field, have you have you felt a, a sense of obligation um, to your culture, not just to your culture, but to your family, uh, and for and, and to those who are uh, looking up to you. As an influence, absolutely, absolutely. Um, not just to my culture, um, but to mankind. Yeah. Um, to see, you know, people young because I'm still very young in the field and mm-hmm. the, the criminal justice. Um, but I'm doing both sides. I I'm working at for help uh, med- with the Medicaid population, but specifically with the justice involved. Um, it's knowing that people do have hearts. <laughs> They're not heartless and they do help you. Yeah. Um, and, but seeing, especially like young black men who, who don't see that they can do, you know, things like this or actually be someone, like you can. You can do anything you put your mind to. Um, and just being that role model for this generation. Um, so, Absolutely. I, I, I would say yes to my culture and to my family um, because I am the first male um, in my family to graduate oh, um, wow. with a bachelor's degree. So uh, that is definitely a number one thing. Um, but, you know, just the humankind. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, that's how I see it. <laughs> so, what would, so upon graduation, when you finally received your degree did you feel like a weight was lifted off or did you say this did you say to yourself okay now that's over now it's time for me to start back grinding yeah. um absolutely like like i was i was definitely relieved <laughs> from <laughs> some papers and, and all of that stuff uh, and i was trying to work for a shield um and so to, to put my note, but, you know, like, what I know, what I study, and, and, you know, it kind of was really, like, challenging because, you know, when we have, you know, conception of, like, 
then we graduate, we automatically, people are automatically going to hire us because we have a degree. Mm. Um, and that's not necessarily true. Nope. Um, and a lot of employers um, really want to know what you've done yeah. in college. What, what, I guess, you know, you can have a degree, but so does the 40 other applicants have a degree. Yeah. Like, what can you bring to the table through your knowledge? What have you done? Um, and um, that kind of was a struggle for me because I, I went from the legal side of things to social services, and um, even though it, it kind of, like went tied between, I was able to tie some aspects of what I've learned in that you know legal type of things. Um, but like that social services knowledge is like I had to kind of really show for that because the only thing that was um, showing was my sociology degree, my human services degree, mm-hmm. um, and uh, they, they kind of wanted a little bit more. So it was definitely a reality check and an eye opening. Like wow. Um, and, and great, like, gratefully, I was able to get some experience in college, um, in the workforce. Um, but I, it was never full time, but getting full time work was like, man, what is it like working 40 hours a week? <laughs> you know, yeah. like, and that was a big adjustment. And right after college, I moved, you know, to the West. So, like, the time zone and all of that was just different. So, like, yeah, it was, it, it was a relief. But also it was another hurdle that I had to get over. Yeah. As well. So how was how, how was that big move for you? Like that getting from here to there. Like when I can you said I'm in the mountains. I was like, oh, he's definitely not in Georgia. <laughs> no, I recall. <laughs> I was like, wow, <laughs> man. So how was that for well, you? It was, it was definitely. Um, very interesting. What I noticed, I, I came out to Colorado to visit. Um, got some family went there. We had Thanksgiving together. And one, there's like no community out here. Oh, <laughs> it's wow. like a dry heat. <laughs> so, um, it was very cool because I hate the heat. Like, Georgia is so hot. Yes, it and, is. <laughs> yes, it is. And actually going into to months where it's like perfect temperature, like 50, 60 degrees, that's like my my habitation, like, I love the cold. Yeah. Um, so, it was pretty, pretty great, man. Like, um, I, I, when I actually moved out here, I was like, I still couldn't believe, like, I lived it here. Like, I can walk out in the house and see, like, a huge mountain. You know, <laughs> and <laughs> the scenery was definitely different. Um, and definitely, like, I fell in love with it. And, uh, I, I, I was so grateful for the cold. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was so grateful for it. Now, don't get me wrong, it does get hot in Colorado. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, it does. Um, but it's not as intense, I believe, as the South. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, have you ever, have you been back this way to visit recently, or are you, um... Yeah, I came back to North Carolina um, about in March because um, we were leading worship at an event um, and it was it was hot well you know that time it wasn't so hot because it was like March April so it kind of was like cold but kind of the sun was starting to peak out so it was like perfect um, time to come back to the south and I actually came back last year 
in the summer, and <laughs> it was so hot. <laughs> was so ready to get back to the mountains. It was, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Mexico. Yeah. So um, I'll ask you this, and I'll probably ask you one more question. Um, so your throughout your college experience, how would you describe your spiritual maturity? Tigas isn't just the place to share the makings of your story, but the details of your music. Tune in every so often for an updated episode of The Recipe, where I sit down with artists and discuss track by track the how, why, when, where, and who of their latest project. Making music can be similar to living life. Things go left when you intend it for it to go right. Other times, it's as beautiful as you intended. Again, check out Tigas Presents The Recipe. So, <laughs> um, I actually had a radical encounter with Jesus my junior year, mm-hmm. which really sparked my love for this uh, the justice of all population and for people. Um, and I, it was about, yeah, I believe it was junior year, um, I went to a conference, uh, uh, Reinhard Bonke, he's an evangelist, and he does a lot of work in Africa, like amazing guy. And Jesus Culture was leading worship there. And Jesus Culture was one of, like, one of my favorite worship bands. And um, I was just like, really one of the of going. And um, when I went, man, the Lord just moved in such a mighty way and stirred in my heart where, like, I couldn't even deny him. It was like I saw a fire in my stomach. Yeah. Um, and in that moment, I said, Jesus, I want a relationship too. And ever since then, my life has not been the same. Um, the way I see things have not been the same, and I I feel him constantly all around me. Um, and he's just teaching me so much, and he has taught me so much in college about love and, and him and, and truth and his characteristics and all of that. And I try my best to exemplify that to students around me, Kitsaki, and um, yeah, my spiritual journey just like really just. That was, I would say in college is when I came alive and when I I understood, you know, being a son of of God and understanding what he did for me was monumental. And that's why college will ever be so dear to me because of what happened to me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, seriously <laughs> yeah. in college. So that that kinda ties into one. <laughs> that was um there was a moment in college where as a man I needed I needed guidance because the decisions I was making was I, 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 and that's the funny thing about what we do is what we do is what we call compare crosses um, yeah. you look at somebody it's like I, I'm doing bad but I'm not doing that bad you know <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, and that's where I was but I was doing bad enough to the point where it was affecting other people so I was like, I don't, I don't want to stay here. I don't want to stay at the bottom in this pit. So it was during a moment where I said, and I had to, I had to look at myself and say, I'm not, I don't like what I see. I don't like this man that I am now. So getting to the point of like you experience submitting um, yeah. and being obedient to um, that, that feeling. And yeah. I was just, I was, I had to be reminded that, that that gut feeling that we have is not us. That's the Holy Spirit. 
And I was like, huh. I just I just thought it was just being me being sick of me. And um, but it's um, it's beyond that. So I, too, in college experienced that. And I just like you said, man, I will I would never be the same again. Never, <laughs> never yes. be the same. Yes, man. It's great. It's wonderful. And it just and it makes every day because some things can happen. You know, things could, especially in college, when it comes to some odd reason, when you're in the midst of doing something that has a very a huge load of, of, of responsibility, there's always something that goes wrong on the outside that it sort of distracts you. But when you're reminded of who's in control and who already has everything figured out for you, it eases yeah. you and gives you that, that inner peace. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. And I and I have a feeling that's what you experienced is that inner peace. And, Completely. And, <laughs> Completely. <laughs> and being able and to... It's funny. I, I actually met Adrian. Uh, yeah, that's how I was talking to you. funny because um that's the type of conversations we have and being in the presence of somebody like that is just a reminder of how much he um he loves us um yeah for those of y'all who are listening i'm sorry to get too spiritual or anything it's just um but when it's something like that happens um uh, like Dwayne mentioned it it changes you and you you've been going left your whole right and you, your whole life and you decide to go right you like, I'm not going back that way anymore um but I'm I'm glad that that manipulated your decision making opposed to you um you know like the bible go says to go against leaning upon your own understanding and yeah. um to see that you're in the <laughs> criminal justice like that that really boggles my mind because to the average person, like you said, we're all stigmatized into thinking, oh, this is the worst thing. And once you're labeled, that's it. Yeah. But individuals like you are willing to give um, us who deserve second chances um, an opportunity to step back into the to the world and yeah. have accessibility like all of us do. It's rewarding. It's so rewarding. Well, um, I'm going to ask you this one last question. Um, if you had the opportunity to give any current college students or any students that have been in school and finding it difficult to adapt to life post-college, uh, what would advice what would you give them? I my, my absolute advice I would give you and give them is take it seriously. Take it seriously. You know, college is not there to just be a, a fun place to go. But man, it is just a storehouse of knowledge where you can just grow as a person. You are surrounded by so many great people. You know, in, in getting community that's of like mind that wants to grow as well. That's going to build each other, build 
you'll build each other up for that and ask questions with your professor professor like you know get connected um on campus and um and have that college experience but also you know if you're interested in employers and you're not sure if you can get an internship just start calling around um and, and, you know, get that professional experience as well. And so that way your, your college experience can be like the best of both worlds where you're getting educational and professional experience. And you never know, you may land a job at the company or a different company where you're, you were so fully equipped for um, the job that they were like, wow, like I know your person. I, I know your personality. I know your character. I know, um, how you work and we'll love to hire you and then you can take what you learned in college and go into professionally and you can grow even in that field as well um and also you just take it so seriously you know don't squander it and um and do ridiculous stuff <laughs> you know as, <laughs> as it's stigmatized on tv and in high school and yeah. you know let's party 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 and, and, and that's all you do and um and you don't really, you kind of lose focus on what's really important. You know, um, keep your grades up and study, you know, go to, like, you go to tutoring. If you are struggling, um, and it's just, especially men, we don't like asking for help. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> But, I agree. you know, go ask for help, you know. Get the best, get the full experience of college the right way, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and, um, and just, yeah, and I just hope everyone that's listening, if you're a freshman, if you're a high school student, if you're a postgraduate, whatever the case may be, man, that, you know, you only get one life. Yes. You only get one life, and sometimes you only get one chance. Um, so make good choices, live it well, and, you know, go out and be the best person that you can be. Um, and share that light and that love to those around you. Um, be just... Uh, encouraging and uplifting to them, and um, and if, if what I learned, if I can take what I learned in my college experience and help another fellow brother or sister out in that area, you know, I'm so honored to do that um, because there are glory, there is glory in our stories, and our stories can help a lot of people in their journey of life. Um, and I really, really, really can't stress enough is take this seriously. Take it seriously, and you never know who you can help based on, you know, your story and your experience. Well said. <laughs> well said, brother. Um, yes. uh, well, Dwayne, thank you for your time, man. Um, oh, no problem. It's, uh, what is it, 1245 over there? Yes, it is. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I hope you enjoy your afternoon and your evening, man. And um, wow, you uh, you schooled me a little bit there. So I really appreciate, <laughs> man. I really I needed that. Thank you so much, not just for me, but for everyone listening. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, for those of you who are listening again, this is uh, the Glory in Our Stories Freshman Edition with Dwayne Thompson. Hello, TGOS listeners. Thank you for listening. Tune in soon for the latest episode of The Glory in Our Stories.